Hi, my name is Jacqueline, and I think Megan is really going to like Lindsay Sterling. And my name is Megan, and I think Jacqueline is really going to like the mad ones. So I think Megan is really going to like Lindsay Sterling. For those of you who don't know who Lindsay Sterling is, she is an American violinist, singer, songwriter, and dancer. She presents <laughs> choreographed <laughs> violin performances, both live and in music videos. Um, she has a YouTube channel where she puts pretty much everything on. She was also on America's Got Talent. Um, she didn't win, which I think is a very big mistake because she's fantastic. She also, which this is super cool, and I did not know this until Megan told me about it, so she knows even more than I do. You're welcome. But <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay has a celestial body named after her. It is asteroid 242516, Lindsay Sterling. It is... I'm going to give you all the facts about it. It's about two to three kilometers in diameter. I don't know what that means, so I'm not going to say it. E the eccentricity is 0 0.051, and it says inclined 3.7 degrees to ecliptic. I don't know what most of that means, but I'm for it. Me either. Thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah. It's just still really cool that she's got... I guess, an asteroid named after her. Um, I don't really remember what started me on, like, got me onto Lindsay Sterling. It may have, like, showed up on my YouTube as, like, things you might like after I watched, like, Train Siberian Orchestra. Because I feel like it's kind of similar. Um, but if you were, if you showed me Lindsay Sterling, please tell me because I honestly don't know because I've been listening to her forever. Uh, I yeah I honestly have no idea so she's super important to me because I just think she's really really cool uh, <laughs> she plays the violin and she usually has an electric violin and she dances with it and she sings and she just she's so multi-talented and all of her music videos are really what got me is they are beautiful they're really cool I can't wait to talk about them <laughs> they are so beautiful I love them so she, anytime that I want to listen to something that's not really like wordy and that's not necessarily super Christmassy because TSO is usually what I'll do in those situations, I'll put Lindsay Sterling on because it kind of like, it doesn't really like motivate, motivate me, but it keeps me from being like lazy and like lackadaisical and that kind of thing it's kind of just like all right like we've got some stuff going here but I don't get distracted and start singing along to it like I do with everything else I'm like that too if I'm like trying to like get a project done or I'm like home alone and I want to read sometimes I get like spooked if it, the house is like too quiet so I like having like instrumental music in the background yeah it definitely helps a lot to like get things done so I had Megan listen and watch seven songs. She has a bunch more, but these are ones that I think are really, really cool. Um, I had her listen to Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, Carol of the Bells, Shatter Me, which features Lizzie Hale, Master of Tides, Stampede, and, oh, there's more. Love Goes On and On, that features Amy Lee from Evanescence, 
and Shatter Me, which also features Amy Lee from Evanescence. So let's talk about the first one. <laughs> the first one was Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is from her album Warmer in the Winter, obviously, because it's a Christmas song. <laughs> so what did you think about it? Okay. So the first thing I said was, I love the Nutcracker, and I wanted to know if you have ever seen or danced in the Nutcracker. For those of you that don't know, Jacqueline is a dancer. Yeah, so I haven't actually danced in the Nutcracker, um, but I do love the Nutcracker. My favorite version of the Nutcracker, though, is Barbie and the Nutcracker. I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> well, that's going to be on our list for December. Okay, that can be your Christmas movie. <laughs> Because I I love all the Barbie movies, but Barbie and the Nutcracker was my favorite. But yes, I do love the Nutcracker. Me too. I really wanted to see like a live performance of it. So one year for Christmas, Matt surprised me and took me to the Springfield Ballet Company. They did it at UAS. And it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. They're, I've seen that one. Yeah. They get like professional dancers to do like the, the Sugar Plum Fairy and like the big stuff. And the rest of them are... They're like younger girls, but they're, they're pretty good for like younger high school girls. So I really want to see the one in St. Louis. That's like my dream. Let's do that. Yes. And then I said, this is magical because it just like opens up and I had no idea what to expect you guys. I was like, okay, she's a violinist and she dances. Okay. That's cool. I, I didn't know she was going to do it at the same time. I didn't, I just didn't know what to expect, but like it, I just. I have words because I wrote them down, but I can't, like, process them all, like, at once because it was just, like, very, very cool. I said, she's so pretty. <laughs> I she said, is. She's so pretty. Oh, my gosh, you guys. And she looks so different depending on, like, what, like, persona she's going for, I guess. Because in this yeah. one, she has three different, like, looks. Right. Um, I said, oh, my God, those wings and the pink hair is everything. Because in one of the, like, personas, she's, like, this, like, neon fairy, which is amazing. I'm guessing she's probably the Sugar Plum Fairy at that point. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, yeah. I think this is Sugar Plum Fairy-esque. Yeah, like a punk rock her, Sugar like Plum Fairy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then I said, this looks like Frozen, and she is Elsa. Because, like, in the, like, <laughs> opening, and for, like, the majority of the video, she's, like, walking through, like, a winter forest so it's like barren trees and it's snowing and she has this like long beautiful blonde hair and this like flowy dress on and she looks like elsa <laughs> it's amazing she was elsa before elsa was elsa yes and then i said it's so ethereal mm -hmm. and i said i cannot get over the sleeves on her dress they were amazing because <laughs> they were just like flowy and sparkly and awesome there's so much glitter and snow in this episode it's magical it's so pretty it's so pretty and then i said that's fine my back totally bends like that too because at one point she's like playing the violin and she's just like arching her back in like a complete like rainbow of an arch it's incredible she does that a lot i think it's like her, one signature, of her like, move. signature things yeah, yeah. She she does that in a lot, if not all of like the videos. It's super. Anytime I see her perform, I'm like waiting for the back arch. Yeah. Where is it? When's it gonna come in? <laughs> and like, I am not double jointed anywhere in my body except for in my back, but I cannot do that. It is very <laughs> impressive. 
And then I got to the section where we started to get a little bit more of the other themes, I guess, for lack of a better word. Because you get, like, a flash of the fairy at the beginning, but it's mostly just, like, the Elsa E. Wonderland. And then, right. like, about halfway through the song, you get the uh, pink flower section where she has, like, the rose hat on. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, very, like, sweet. And I said, the flower pink section is me and the snow is you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think that's perfect. <laughs> and then I said, I love the sparkly violin and the rose hat. It's very cute. And then I said, nope, I'm the neon fairy. Because then you get the, like, <laughs> you guys, she has this, like, hot pink hair, these, like, really badass wings. And I was like, nope, I'm her. And it's, like, all dark except for her and this, like, neon hair. It was epic. I said, I love all the alter egos. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to dye your hair pink, like neon pink. I've I know done, you did the ends. I, well, I've, I did, um, I've done highlights a couple times and then it like grows out to the ends. I was thinking about doing it again, but it's all going to depend on what happens with tip shows. Cause I'll have to, if I get cast, I have to ask permission to put well, pink in my hair. <laughs> you're a makeup person and this I think it's true. fine. <laughs> And then the last thing I said is that I'm so glad you had me watch the videos because I yes. feel like they really, really add something. Like They do. It was just, I like can't wait to go watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, just listening to it, it's it's beautiful and For it's sure. really, really pretty. And it's very, it's very technically, technically musical and amazing. But I think in order to get the full effect, you have to watch the videos at least once so that when you're listening to it again you kind of see them in your head but I think that I think that part is very important which is why Lindsay Sterling is so popular on YouTube is because her videos are so important to the songs and they're just they are stunning so the next song that I had Megan listen to was another Christmas one which was Carol of the Bells which is also on the Warmer in Winter album so what did you think about that one? So, again, the first thing I said was um, I sang this in Madrigals. And so then I had to know if you were in Madrigals and if you sang it in Madrigals. I was in Madrigals, but we did not sing this one. We sang a lot more of, like, like, like not these kinds of songs. Like, they were super far back. Like actual Madrigals. Madrigals. Yeah. For sure. They were not my favorite songs to sing. <laughs> And then I said, her hair is amazing, always. Mm-hmm. I also said, the lighting in these videos are insane. Like, the lighting of the videos sets the tone, like, so well. The cinematography is just very, like, representative of the theme of the music. Like, there's a lot of thought put into it, you can tell. And this one is one where it was just, like, a single theme. You didn't get, like, the, like, alter egos like you had gotten in the first one. It was just her and then these, like amazing dancers oh i love the dancers i love them so much oh they were so good (laughs) and then i said that pointed toe at the beginning though because right before she gets ready to start playing she's got that like dancer toe like pointed and her knee popped and she's like poised to start playing i was like yes it's perfect (laughs) the kinetic movement of the dancers and their dresses and their bodies is so cool and so fluid like they hit on those like really like pronounced downbeats really well so it's not in like every downbeat but it's like when there's like a big pronounced when there would be like a really sharp like hit movement it was very like 
impactful. I liked it a lot. You could tell that they, like, when they practiced it or when they learned it and rehearsed it, that, that those were the moments when, like, it, once they hit it, everybody was like, yeah! Right. <laughs> like, coming from, like, because when we did that, when I danced, it's like, you know that as soon as you hit something, that's right when you fall out of it. Because you're like, yeah, we all did it! <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, you just have those moments where, like, you, like, they, like, all hit and, like, almost, like, my heart stopped for a second because I was just like, ooh, that was good. Um, I said the spin and hit when the tempo picks up, which is kind of along this, the same lines, but like the first time they really hit on that downbeat Mm -hmm. is when the tempo picks up, um, which is about like a third of the way through the song. I said, I said also it's snowing, but it's just snowing on her. It's not snowing on the girls. (laughs) And I said, this choreo reminds me of Wade Robinson from So You Think You Can Dance. Do you, did you watch that? I watched a little bit. Did you see Ramalama, which is, like, the, like, zombie dance that's, like, super famous from So You Think You Can Dance? No. I saw the Jabberwockies. I don't remember that one. They're the ones with the masks. Interesting. I'll have to look that one up. I only watched, like, the first, like, three or four seasons. But... I didn't even watch, like, seasons. It was just random episodes uh, here and there. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but, like, just the... His choreography is very, like... Joe's, um... Sonia Taya, Taya? Yeah, it's Sonia Taya. She's, like, a similar choreographer. Um, gotcha. But it's just, like, that, like, ragdoll style, but still, okay. like, sharp. But, like, that, yeah. like, where they just, like, flip themselves forward, and then they'll, like, hit, like, really hard, and then go back limp, and then hit really hard. Yeah. Okay. It's, that makes sense. Yeah, that, uh, that style. And then I said the flexibility of these dancers is insane, because they would, like, you know, do the crazy back arches, but at the same time be do- doing something, like, obscene with their leg like it was just it's crazy yeah they were incredible i said i like that this one is only one theme like there's only one Mm -hmm. storyline going on and the last thing i said is like about three-fourths of the way through the song one of the dancers does a backflip and i literally gasped (laughs) (laughs) i just was not expecting it at all that's part of my favorite part of like tumbling quotation marks in dances because people don't expect it they don't expect you to just flip out of nowhere right they expect you know the jumps and like that kind of thing but they don't just like backflip in the middle of something it's i think it's really cool it really was i was i was just not expecting it at all so those two the first two songs i just wanted megan to see because i'm obsessed with christmas and i just think they're beautiful and Two of the best ones that I think Lindsay Sterling has done. The third one is uh, was called Shatter Me. And this kind of gets into her more um, kind of recent-ish stuff. But it's just more of her original stuff or her covers with other people and that kind of thing. So Shatter Me featured Lizzie Hale. And it was on the album Shatter Me. So what did you think of that one? So, I, first thing I said was I really like the snow globe, and she has Mm -hmm. um, ballet slippers on, which I thought was really cute. And then I said that the clock cogs in the background were really cool. Yeah. And that it was all very, like, steampunk. This one was very, Mm -hmm. like, steampunk-esque. And then I said, ooh, vocals! (laughs) So, Lizzie Hale sings in this song. Yes. 
I... That's what I tried to get a mix of like just intr- instrumental and some with vocals too. So that was kind of like a little bit of both. I got like really excited too. when I saw that, like, because I was looking this up as I was like, do as I was watching the videos, I was looking up the like albums and stuff so we could put it in for you guys. And um, when I got to the Shatter Me album, I saw that's the, her first one where she like had like featured vocalists on there. And I don't think it was this album. I think it is the one that comes after it, which I don't think we have one on here from that album. But um, she had a song with Christina Perry and a song with Andrew McMahon, who are two of my like favorite artists. So I'm like very excited to go back and listen to those. If I had known that, I would have had you listen to those. <laughs> it's okay because you um, expose me to other people and other things. Yes. I said, I love the silhouette with the Edison bulbs. So mm-hmm. one of the, I think it's Lizzie Hale. Because there's another girl in this video. There's Lindsay Sterling, there's Lizzie Hale, and then there's the girl that's fixing the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't really do anything other than fix the clock. But I think Lizzie Hale is in the um, the room that has the Edison bulbs in it. But I love Edison bulbs. Me too. They're so cool. But before she sings, she's like all in silhouette and just the like Edison bulbs behind her are lit. And then when she starts to sing, like she comes into focus. It's really, really a really neat effect. I said the narrative in this one is really cool because it's kind of like um, there's like a clockmaker and she's fixing this clock and there's Lizzie Hale and she's I think she's supposed to be like the narrator and then lily sterling is in a snow globe and she is trying to like break her way out but as she starts to break her way out she starts to break down Mm -hmm. so i'm like very like intrigued to know like what the backstory was for this because it's like it almost comes off as like a like she's trying to get out of like an abusive relationship and it keeps like no matter how hard she tries like it's breaking her down too um like, when she went to, like, break through the glass, I was like, yeah, get through the glass. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. Now it's starting to, like, take her down. And then, like, you get, like, a, a shot of Lindsay Strolling in the snow globe. And you see, like, she's looking out of the glass and there is a bat that goes by. And then we flop to the other side of the snow globe. So you're looking from our perspective in. And the bat is a butterfly. And then you go back into the globe and it's a bat again, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. a really cool thing. Like playing with the idea of, like, how she's seeing things as versus the way that um, things are. And then at the end, she gets out. So I said, she's out! <laughs> and she's in this, like, really beautiful, like, forest. So I really liked this one. Like, um, cinematography-wise, this was my favorite one. That's interesting. That's I really, really, really liked this one a lot. Um I also thought it was really cool with, like, the glass and everything. I'm going to tell you something about the music video, that the music video for this, which is what this is, is that um, it was filmed in a week. Wow. That's it. That's impressive. Because there's a lot of moving pieces in this. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think that's really, really cool. Um, And I'll tell you what they kind of thought, what their story was about this. So, um, I'm reading it from the Wikipedia page. The video showed two different situations. In the first one, Lindsay appeared. She's a ballerina inside a, like, a glass globe, like a music box. And on the other side, Lizzie Hale was a clock girl who's always fixing things. 
The theme of the story is centered on the ballerina who hopes that someone will shatter the glass and free her, but she finds out she's the only one who can break the glass. So I think that's really cool because it's not necessarily like, oh, no, she's breaking. It's just she's the only one who can do this. Like, she's the only one who can save herself, essentially. Ah, I like it. So I think that's really, really cool about this song. Um, Very empowering. Yes. Definitely agree with that. So the next one? Okay. So the next song that I had Megan listen to was Master of Tides, which is also from Shatter Me. So what did you think about this one? So this video was really cool because at the the beginning, like before it starts, it tells you like, you know, this was filmed with 15 hidden cameras and you know it was live so i said like this Mm -hmm. was our i put live in quotation marks because obviously they like edited it a little bit right but um it was cool to get like a behind the scenes look at like this what did i call it uh flash mob-esque like performance and then she comes out in this like really cool like pirate costume and it's like pirate themed which i <laughs> loved so much that's why i picked this one i was like oh this one's pirates we have to watch it <laughs> for sure and i said the water is like world of color because she has this mm-hmm. like water spraying behind her and they're like projecting on it so then i got a little yep. bit emotional because <laughs> world of color makes me emotional world of color is everyone emotional yeah world of color is the evening show at california adventure in disneyland if you did not know I said, the water play is so cool, and it reminds me of the fight scene in Birds of Prey. So, Uh in Birds of Prey, Harley, I think she's, is she breaking somebody out of prison? Yes. She's She's breaking the little girl out of prison. Ah, yes. And they, she, like, intentionally, like, sets off a fire alarm so that it will, like, rain down water so she can, like, use it pretty much to her advantage. But the Mm -hmm. fight choreography in that is just, it's really cool, and the water is, like, everywhere, and this reminded me of that a lot. It also reminded me of um, Something in the Water by Carrie Underwood. The music video for that, they also use water a lot, like, in the dance and the video for that. And I think, like, this, it's not exactly the same because Carrie, Carrie Underwood's is more, like, fluidy and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it still kind of, like, hits you. Whereas this one is kind of just like, wah. Yeah. It's very, like, all about the, like, spectacle of it. Yeah. And then I said, that slow-mo turn, though. Because, like, at one point, they all just kind of, like, cease and do this, like, very slow turn. I don't know if they did it, like, live slow or if they, like, slowed it down for the video. But it's cool, nonetheless. And then there was a mermaid, which was cool. (laughs) She just shows up out of nowhere. I was like, mermaid! Love the mermaid. Yeah. And then I said, it's like Hamilton, it's like a Hamilton Pirates mashup choreographed by Wade Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) I said, it's Hamilton-esque because of the fluid motion of the, like, set changes and the no disruption. Um, Because at one point in time, they pull up, like, dancer bars. But there's, like, Mm -hmm. no, like, everybody stops and pulls them up. No, there are people moving and Lindsay is still playing and they just, like, pull them up as, like, part of the choreography, which is a lot of, like, how Hamilton is. Like, there is no stopping in Hamilton. There is no, like, yeah. blackouts. It's all just, like, one continuous motion. And the Pirates of Penzance, because, well, we were on staff for Pirates of Penzance last <laughs> summer, so anytime I see a pirate <laughs> thing anywhere, I'm like, oh, Pirates of Penzance. 
And then the last thing I said is, can you imagine being there when they did that? Like, being one of those people that got to see that happen. I'd probably cry. I was just like, oh, I was so jealous of them. Like, you can just see them, like, taping it on their phones. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this, I, yeah. I awesome. love things like that. Like, I always want to be a part of something like that. Right? <laughs> it's like, suddenly, like, something amazing's happening. Like, that little kid in The Incredibles, and they're like, what are you waiting for? It's like, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. me. I'm like, I just want something amazing to happen. <laughs> always. <laughs> So the next video and song that I had Meg listen to was Stampede. Um, It's actually not by Lindsey Sterling. It's by Alexander Jean. I think it's Jean. Jean? I think so. We'll say that that's it. Megan's probably right. (laughs) I don't know. But like usually like if it's a guy and it's spelled like that, it's Jean. Yeah. So it's by Alexander Jean. Um, and Lindsay Sterling is actually the featured artist. So what did you think about this one? So I'm just going to start <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> and I said, so at first, like, he comes out and she comes out. And I was like, oh, there is chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, we get to see them. We get to see her dance. Because this is the first time we see the first video I saw where she is dancing without the violin in her arms. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the video, it's just her and him, and I love that. Like, my favorite kind of dance is a male-female, like, duo. Because Me I just, too. The dynamics of it are just mm-hmm. incredible. It's very Rockabilly meets the Lion King. <laughs> she has this, like, bandana on, but, like, amazing fringe, and he has, like, yeah. a cut-off, like, jean jacket that has, like, a freaking Southside Serpent's patch on the back i don't think that's what it is but that's what it looks like from riverdale <laughs> um and then there'll be like flashes of them individually and they'll have this like paint on their face this like yeah. african paint and um she has this really amazing like shaw on in her individual shots that it's just awesome and then i said uh she's dancing with the violin now so at one point mm-hmm. she's dancing with the violin and he is dancing with the guitar and it is awesome but it uh it's very um raw it's very masculine i could tell that this mm-hmm. was not hers because it's not as ethereal as her stuff is it was a lot okay. more like harsh and yeah. um raw that's the best word i can think of it wasn't as like produced mm-hmm that's that's part of the reason I picked this one because it was so different than all of the other ones. It really is. Really, really different. Um I said, Oh, I love the string off when they're like playing <laughs> together. You can't you can't go wrong with anything like that. Like a a battle. You can't go wrong with it. And a music video and a song, whatever. You it just it always works. It was so cool. And I oh, I said, um, I really love when she kicks over his head. So she's, you know, mm-hmm. she's playing and he's playing it. Literally at one point in time, he like bends down and she kicks over his head, you guys, <laughs> while playing the violin. I think she might even be doing a back bend. I'm just, yeah. she is so impressive Probably. to me. I'm just like, what? <laughs> also, there's another random girl in this video that literally her only purpose is to like make like, oh, like prettier than that. But like, she's like, <laughs> like a vocal harmony, but she doesn't say anything. She just like says, oh. Right. And she's, like, barely in this dress. And literally at one point in time, she's bouncing. And I was like, homegirl is going to fall out of that dress. Like, I wonder how many times they had to be like, 
Susan. Susan, I need you to pull your dress up. It was very distracting. And the last thing I said was, musically, this is not, this is my least favorite out of all of them. And I think it's because it's not her, it's him, and she was just the featured artist. Like, I really liked the video, and I really liked the dancing, but the song was not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I would watch the video again, but I wouldn't listen to the song on its own. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, Like I said, I picked it because it's so different, but I like seeing, like, this different side of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many other ones where she can be like this and it's just her. It doesn't have to be with um, somebody else or a, a man or whatever. But this <laughs> oh, one, I, I also thought it was fun. Like you said, so like the fun. string off and that kind of thing. So it's it's one of those ones that's like, yeah, you should definitely watch it at least once. Mm-hmm. And like if you're looking for something like that, it's kind of like a cool thing. But it's definitely not her normal it was a nice, different side of her. Because mm-hmm. um, she's, I mean, she's still very pretty in it. And even in the pirate one, she still had that, like, very glammed up look. And she's she's glam, but she's definitely, she's got, like, dreads and, like, dark eye makeup. And it's just, it's a, definitely a different side of her that we hadn't, yeah. I hadn't gotten yet. So that was fun. Good. So the next song that I had Megan listen to was Love Goes On and On. And it features Amy Lee, and it's on the album Artemis. So how did you feel about this one? I like this one. This one was just audio. It was the first one mm-hmm. you sent me that didn't have any video. Um, I love Amy Lee, and I love Evanescence. Mm-hmm. So I was, yep. like, very excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, her voice is going to go perfect with this, like, sound that I was, yeah. like, used to hearing from her now. Um, I said, musically, this one is my favorite so far. Like, I just, okay. like... It would be the one that I would probably, if I was going to pick out one to listen to over and over again, it would be that one. Okay. And the last thing I said is it sounds like a song from Kingdom Hearts. I didn't have as much to say about this one because there wasn't a video. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I don't know about Kingdom Hearts, but I believe you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really wanted to pick, um, spoiler, the next one also features Amy Lee, but I wanted to pick these two because they do so well together. Yeah. And because I, I love Evanescence and I love Amy Lee. So I was like, I got to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> but this one and the next one, they're definitely my two favorites to just listen to other than all the Christmassy ones. But just listening to them, like the musicality of it is amazing. And I love the way that the two sounds mesh together. Totally agree. Totally oh. agree. So the very last one that I had Megan listen to was Shatter Me. And again, that features Amy Lee. Um, It's actually, I couldn't find a good version of this. So it's actually just a live version that is from the Synthesis Tour that they um, went on together. So it's not the greatest quality because it's a live. But what did you think about it? I liked it. I like that it was live. Um, you definitely lose something in Amy Lee's voice when she's live. They need to figure out how to produce. And there has to be a way to do it to get that, like, mm-hmm. haunting sound. Like, don't get me wrong. She is a badass vocalist. Yeah. But you don't get that, like, I don't like, affected sound that you're mm-hmm. used to hearing when you, like, hear Amy Lee. 
Because when you get that feeling, it's just like a single voice. It's a single sound that you're getting. You're yes. not getting anything else. And that's hard to do live. Sure. Well, and she's just so like, when you're hearing somebody sing live, you're like, I want to, you hear the effort, I guess. And like mm-hmm. her voice is so effortless and it sounds so like light and like, yeah, but like in person, like at least in this video, and I don't know, sure she could have been on like her 50th show and just been vocally tired at this point. She still sounded amazing, but she just sounded she sounded like she was hunkering down and she was singing. She did not sound like the, like, aimingly that you hear right. on the albums. Yeah. Um, I also said that Lindsay Sterling is coming to St. Louis in July and we should go. Yes. So We definitely should. I saw your message about that. <laughs> let's do that. Um, they Before I saw Lindsay Sterling, I saw a girl that had a ponytail and point slippers and I really thought it was Lindsay Sterling. And I was like, ooh! <laughs> she's on point i am so excited i said i'm fine this is fine and then i realized that it was a dancer it wasn't Lindsay sterling yeah um and then i said the glowing ring around amy lee is really cool and then i said oh Lindsay's in one too <laughs> <laughs> yeah they both get one yeah and then i said okay yay she's dancing too because i was very intrigued to see if she danced live because mm-hmm. i was like Oh, in a video, she doesn't technically have to play. She just has to look like she's playing because it's not live. So I was very intrigued to see if she she danced when she played live. And she does. And she did the backbend, guys. Like, Yeah. So she recently performed somewhere. Um, by recent, I mean like in the past year. That I watched live. I think it was... It wasn't New Year's because TJ was here. Maybe it was the 4th of July fireworks, like, in D.C. Um, yeah, because John Stamos was there. Huh. That's why I remember. <laughs> but Lindsay Sterling got – she performed, too. And, like, it's live. And she was she was dancing her butt off, guys. Like, I'll, I'll try and find the video so we can link it so you guys can see it and so Megan can see it. Um, but it – she does, like, when she goes on tour and when she performs live, she does everything. Like, it's not just a stand and, like, I'm going to walk real cool and play the violin, whatever. No, she dances, too. She does all of it, which I don't understand because, like, singing and dancing at the same time gets me out of breath. And that's not anywhere near the dancing that she does. No. And, like, playing and having all this stuff memorized, it's insane. It really is. I was blown away. Yeah. She, she, I think she's so incredibly talented. So do you think that you'll go find, like, more of her stuff to listen to that I didn't show you? For sure. Like I said, I'm definitely interested to find the Christina Perry and the mm-hmm. Andrew McMahon. Andrew McMahon is the lead singer of Jack's Mannequin and Something Corporate, for those of you that don't know. Uh, and now Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Um, so I'm very interested to listen to those. I'm sure that I will like them because I know that I like her and I know that I like them. I feel like Christina right. Perry and her are going to pair really well together. Kind of yeah. like Amy Lee. Um, mm-hmm. her and Amy Lee are not the same, but I just, like, knowing, like, the, like, instrumental background that Christina Perry usually has, right. it's kind of, like, string-heavy anyways, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to check out other videos, too, and see what else she has to offer, because I really feel like the videos add something. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you liked it. I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved. I picked the mad ones. 
for Jacqueline to listen to. The Mad Ones, formerly known as the Unauthorized Biography of Samantha Brown, opened off-Broadway November 17th in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha Brown balances on the edge of her future, car keys in hand. As she sits in the driver's seat, she faces a choice. Will she follow in her mother's footsteps or take the dare of her impetuous best friend and chart a new path? This contemporary and compelling score from one of NYC's most exciting new songwriting teams immerses audiences in the complex inner life of a young woman on the brink of change. When every choice feels like life and death, how do you turn the key? So I found the unauthorized biography of Samantha Brown, I think on YouTube, just like it was suggested to me kind of like you and Lindsay Sterling. Okay. And I found Run Away With Me first. Mm. So Run Away With Me is like the song that men sing for everything, I guess, if you go to school for musical theater. Because (laughs) there are so many, like, videos of it on YouTube. And there's, like, a video of any Broadway guy that you could have ever, like, thought of ever. Like, Jeremy Jordan, Grant Gustin, Aaron Tavet, Gavin Creel, like, Michael Arden. Um... I'm trying to think of Michael Arden's husband's name. Andy Meonitis. Like, all of them. They're just, just put in Runaway With Me. And then, of course, um, Ben Falkenbush, I think is the guy's name. Yes. That's on the uh, cast recording. So after I found that song, I was like, what is the unauthorized biography of Samantha Brown? It's Ben Bankhauser. Bankhauser. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Um, and I discovered that it was a show that had been written, but had never been produced. So it had been workshopped a bunch. And then I found Freedom, which is a song written, or written, song performed by Samantha Brown, and who I think at the time was her sister, Kelly, in the Mad Ones, the show that originally, or the show that eventually got produced, She's Her Best Friend. So I had found Freedom and Run Away With Me, and I was very, very intrigued. And so I was, I, you know, I found a, like, very small recording that they had put on Bandcamp that I think had, like, five songs on it. Um, Run Away With Me, obviously. Freedom. The Girl Who Drove Away. Um, Say the Word. And there was another one that I can't think of right now. Um, and so I had those, not even on my, like, iPod, but on my, like, in my Dropbox folder. That I had on my phone so I could just listen to it. Because I couldn't, like, put it into something to listen to. I wasn't using my iPod anymore. I was using, like, Spotify at this point. And you can't, like, put music into Spotify like you can iTunes. Right. Um, so I was just kind of, like, listening to it out of the Dropbox folder. And then I, like, it popped. I think I follow um, Kate Kerrigan and Brian Lauterbalk, who are the composers. I follow them on Instagram when I saw that they were producing samantha brown but they were producing it now under this new title called the mad ones like okay i hope that they're not changing the story i hope it's still about samantha brown because i was very intrigued about this girl which it is they just changed the title um and they cast emma hunton and christina abalano something like that the girl is playing gretchen and mean girls right now (laughs) (laughs) um and they opened off Broadway and I was like oh cool maybe it will go on Broadway or like tour or something and it played for I think three or four months not like a super long time but pretty good run for an off-Broadway show and I thought that was going to be the end of it and then a couple months ago 
you know, Kerrigan and Loudermilk showed up again and said that they were releasing a cast album. And I was so excited, you guys, because I've been talking about Run Away With Me forever and had nothing to point to other than listen to this song on my phone. So when they <laughs> released the cast album, I immediately sent it to Preston. I think I might have sent it to Jacqueline, too, but I think you were – It was I sent it to you about the same time I had sent you Alice by Heart, and I feel like you were out of town for something. Um, you're like, I can't listen to this right now. I don't – you might have been with TJ on vacation. Yeah, we were we were probably in Branson yeah. right before he left. That's what I'm thinking. And, and you I was were like, I don't I can't. She was very focused on anything yeah. right now. She was very <laughs> busy. <laughs> um so when we had our baking day and I had Jacqueline hostage for 12 hours, I was like, ha, <laughs> I'm like going to have you hours listen <laughs> to the mad ones. And I did and she liked it. I'm I'm obsessed, you guys. <laughs> like, so I work as a teller in a bank for right now. I'm switching jobs soon. But anytime that I am in the drive alone um, and I'm just hanging out waiting for people to come do their transactions, we, we can listen to music in the drive as long as it's, you know, appropriate and not loud enough, whatever. And so I'll put on the mad ones because no one else that I work with really cares about like Broadway and musical theater and that kind of thing. So I'm like, now's the time that I can listen to everything that I like. <laughs> so I'll just be sitting in the drive, like singing along to mad ones. And sometimes my boss will come in. He's like, what are you listening to? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It's just Broadway. <laughs> I hope he walks in right at the beginning of the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> I try and like don't I try and not listen to that one when I'm at work. I'm sure. Just in case that happens. <laughs> it's definitely the most risque out of all the songs on Which it's not even that bad. No, it's, it's just that very first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk through the songs. I'm not gonna list them all out ahead of time because there's twenty one of them and we're gonna go through them anyways. So I figure I'll just right. list them as we hit them. So the first song, this show opens up with The Girl Who Drove Away. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think it's a I think it's a really good opener. Um, because you kind of get this is like obviously after, you know, Kelly has died and all this kind of stuff. And so you it's like right when she's trying to make this decision. And then um they all kind of like flow together because like the girl who drove away and then the next one and the one after that all play so they close do together. i don't think that there's any like interstitial scenes between them um so if i get something in one song just tell me that it goes into a different one <laughs> <laughs> but this one it's like she's trying to make that decision and so she's like going like is she gonna go to school or is she not gonna go to school and kelly is there mm-hmm. And, like, in her head, and she's daydreaming about it. And Kelly's like, you got to make this decision. Like, are you going to go to school or are you not going to go to school? Like, you have to make this, like, right now. And I really, really like that part. Um, And then they just kind of go on and start the story. (laughs) Well, and it's cool because you get your – you know, you you get introduced to Sam, obviously, and Sam's our main character. um, And you get introduced to Kelly. And you know that Kelly's – you find out almost immediately that Kelly is dead. And Mm -hmm. they're sitting in Kelly's car. So Samantha is sitting in Kelly's car trying to decide if she's going to drive to school or if she's going to to go somewhere else. We don't know where it is at this point. Right. Um, So, and Kelly, or not Kelly, Sam is very type A, like the Val Victorian. um, The Val Victorian goes to college. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you didn't have what it takes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a good introduction. You really get to know the girls right away. So let's go into we're just in your head. So I I really like this one because they they call it a memory swirl. The memory swirls are the best. And so like Sam is trying to figure out what's going on and and she's trying to make this decision. She's trying to do this stuff. And then you get Adam, who is Sam's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you get Sam's mom. And they all, all three, Kelly, Adam, and her mom, all three, like, start singing something at the same time. Like, like it's a memory swirl. And she's, like, remembering this stuff. And it all, I'm making weird hand gestures. Yeah, I wish you guys could see him. <laughs> she's, like, got her hand in, like, two claws. And she's, like, twisting them. Like, she's, like, um, forming a ball like in Dr. her hands. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Doctor Strange right now, like adjusting time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you just hear and you hear. I really like the musicality of this song. The whole show, honestly, it like hits you really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very emotional. Yes, and this it's just you know Sam is not. It's not actually happening right now because it's already happened. Most of it, and Kelly's like you're daydreaming. Like you know what? You don't want to deal with what's happening. You can stay. You can stay in that memory swirl. You can stay and just do whatever because you don't want to f- like face the reality of what's happened. Yeah. So at this point, we are getting. You know, Kelly is pretty much telling Sam to you know start from the beginning and tell the story. Tell you mm-hmm. know go. Th- she's not telling her to tell the audience what happened, but she's pretty much saying like before you make this decision, let's rethink this. You know, big year of our lives this Mm -hmm. where all of these things happened you know where where your best friend died and in the memory swirl which actually comes up in lots of different songs that is one thing i love about this musical is it's a lot of theme and variation yes um we'll we'll really talk about when we get to mad ones and um Mm -hmm. go tonight because those two play off each other so well um but like in the memory swirl it goes all the way back to um the freshman fling like so you're mm-hmm. you're seeing where Adam and Sam like fell in love or at least like went out for the first time. So it's not just, you know, this senior year that was so epic, but like it's, you know, everything. So the next song is Freedom, which is one of my favorites. I love Freedom. I wish I could sing it better. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely doesn't sit in a good spot for me. Like most of it does, but there's the the last little part of it doesn't sit very well for me, and it's it's harder. But I love it because it's like Sam and Kelly, and they're singing, and they're basically Kelly's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm taking over, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna drive, and we're gonna talk about this road trip, and we're gonna talk about all this other stuff. And my favorite is this is when is this when she's is this when she says she wants Arby's? Yeah. Good. I okay. want Arby's. <laughs> yeah. So, again, she they're back. They're in the car, and Kelly's trying to get Sam to make this decision. Are you going to go to school, or what are you going to do? And um, she's like, I don't know. Like, let me get out a map. And Kelly's like, nope, maps are for brain deads. You don't need, you don't need a map. Just decide which way you're going to turn. And then um she asks like what do you want and sam says what she wants and everything and then kelly goes good because i want rv <laughs> and i'm like if anything like that's me because i love i'm always like good because i want food right <laughs> but then it just goes on and 
Sam's like remembering this road trip that they took and like when they went and there were these bikers and the biker bar and all this stuff and I think I really really like it's a really long song it at first I thought it was two songs when I was just like listening to it through Mm -hmm. because it's it's six and a half minutes long and I at one point it kind of it changes yeah so i'm like oh this is a different song it's not a different song so i think that's really cool yeah so freedom is fun it's a big belty it's the first big belty number of the show this is a very belty show the Mm -hmm. like girls that play the two leads have got to have some vocal strength because they are like screaming their faces off for a big chunk of the show um but it's really fun because you really start to learn about sam and kelly's relationship and how Mm -hmm. you know kelly was really the one in charge most of the time and even though she was she was always pushing sam to become more independent she wanted sam to kind of like get her head out of a book and like make her own decisions and kind of get out there and live life you know take a chance do something fun for once Mm -hmm. like so you get a lot of that in this in this song which is lengthy i think mostly so the original version of this song doesn't have the, like, B variation where Sam goes into, like, where it gets, like, really soft and she's, like, mm-hmm. don't remember that part, you know, don't remember. Um, that's That was all added for Mad Ones. And so it makes the song even longer. <laughs> it goes straight from, like, the um, right or left, you know, very mm-hmm. slow. And she doesn't even say that in this version, but in the original version, she's, like, very slow, Brown, very slow. Um, where are you going? I have no idea. Um, and then it goes straight into the rock star part, which is my favorite part. <laughs> and my least favorite part, because again, I can't sing it very well. <laughs> it's fun. We're though. working on it. Yeah. We're getting there. So the next song is Ordinary Senior Year. Ordinary Senior, actually the next three songs I don't listen to as often as the rest of them. Um, Ordinary Senior Year is fine. I like it. Um, it's kind of just like, this is what has happened. Um, I don't I don't really have a lot to say about this song. Like I said, I kind of just like – it's a song and I like it, but I don't have any feelings about it. It's definitely like a we are moving the plot along kind of song. It's really mm-hmm. short. It's – I think you might get another memory swirl in it. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely just them – saying hey we're we're definitely like diving into the plot now like we're gonna start at the beginning of the year so let's move on to mom is a statistician i this is really bad but i generally skip this song it's not my favorite either because like my mom is a statistician like nope next (laughs) yeah like it's fine and it kind of just gives a very brief like explanation of sam and her mom and like their relationship like right like just so you know, this is what's happening here. Like, this is what I kind of feel like it is. For sure. I don't think we've pointed out yet that this this show is only made up of four characters. There is no ensemble. So everything is Sam, Kelly, Mom, and Adam. If there's ever any backing vocals, it's Mom, Kelly, and Adam. Like, mm-hmm. there's no ensemble. So this is pretty much just like Jack said. It is like a foundation of the relationship between Samantha and her mom. Samantha is an only child, and she's kind of her mom's whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get more of that later um, in her mom's, like, big number. But this is kind of just, like, an introduction that, like, her mom is definitely a worry wart. Yes. Let's talk about Sam failed her driver's test. So, <laughs> I like this one. It's, 
like I said, it's fine. Um, so this song basically just tells us that Sam does not have her driver's license or she just, yeah. And she's failed her driver's test four times. Four times. (laughs) (laughs) I love this song. It's so silly. It is. It's a very silly song. And it's just like, so like in the very beginning, it's the girl who drove away and Sam's like, I'm going to turn, like, are you going to turn the key? And this song is telling us, well, Sam didn't actually get her, like she failed her driver's test. So this is why Kelly drove all the time and why Sam is struggling to make this decision because she is just like, I've never done this. So it it is, it's a silly song and it's funny because like Kelly pretends to be the um, driver's instructor and then it's just, it. It's a fun song. Carol Ann from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> it's it's cute. And you get more of like Sam and Kelly. There's a lot of like, you know, Sam and Kelly and, and their camaraderie. Right. Um, I think it also shows that Sam is very much afraid of things she can't control. I think that's a big part mm-hmm. of it. You know, when she's behind the wheel of the car, she can control her car, but not other people's cars. And I think that that freaks yeah. her out. Yeah. Especially after everything that's happened. Right. Next, we have top 10. I really, really like top 10. I think it's one of my favorite fun songs in this this show. Um, It basically is Sam and Kelly. Like, my my favorite part is when Kelly's like, now's the part where you honor me. It's like, well, I'd rather have a monument, but go ahead. Honor me. (laughs) She's like, I want you to do this. I'm dead. So do what I want. Okay. So what are they counting down? The top 10 ways for what? The top, it's the top 10 ways for Kelly Manning to die. (laughs) And they just go in, they're very silly ways for her to die. Um, And then it gets all the way down to number one, which is how she actually died. And Kelly like makes a joke about it. And then Sam's like, nope, don't like that. Nope, don't like it at all. What is your favorite one of the top 10 ways for Kelly Manning to die? I th- I think my favorite is the sting one. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> Ew, you're my dad's age. <laughs> Why is there a ship? Why are we building a ship? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one's my favorite. I don't remember what number it is. I don't either. I also like the uh, soda and Mentos one, mm-hmm. where, she, which is an urban legend. She ate some toenail polish at her mani petty. Yeah, that one engrosses me out every time. I'm like, <laughs> I just think it's funny. But I really, I like to sing this song a lot because it's so goofy that you don't have to like sing, sing it and you can just be real obnoxious. Right. <laughs> and I am obnoxious. So I know you get leading from this one into the next one. And I can't remember if you think, do you think it's going to bite? it's part of the memory swirl or if it's just its own variation. I know that you get it individually, but I can't remember if it's part of the memory swirl too, but over, go ahead. I just said, I don't know. But over and over again, you get Kelly saying, do you think it's going to bite? And you're getting ready to find out what she means, but she uses it a lot. She uses it like, no, you get it in the girl who drove away. Mm-hmm. Cause she's getting ready to turn the key. And she says, do you think it's going to bite? But we're getting ready to find out where that memory comes from. Yeah. So let's talk about Simple as That. I love Simple as That. It's so cute. It's the cutest. I like, I want to sing this with someone. 
I'm like, can't sing it with TJ because he doesn't sing. <laughs> so I'm like, I need someone to love me that is not TJ because I want to sing this song. <laughs> but still let TJ love you. Right. Obviously. <laughs> and I just need somebody else for like a minute and 50 seconds, which is how long this song is. <laughs> yes. And it's just, it's Sam and Adam, like their dynamic. It's so cute. It's it's just the cutest every time I hear it. It really is. And it, it leads into the, the next song really, really well, which is hilarious. Mm. But it also reminds me of uh, Anyone But You by the Moldy Peaches, the song from mm-hmm. Juno. It reminds yeah. me of that a lot. It does. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. It is very similar. I think it, I definitely think it's like yeah. a play on it. Yeah. So the next song is The Proposal. <laughs> I love this song. The first time I heard this song, I just started dying. I was so excited for her to hear it. (laughs) So the song opens and it's just Adam and he's like, have sex with me. That's really terrible. And Sam goes, what should I do? Should I have sex with you? It's so funny, but so earnest at the same time. It is. And he's like, he's not like pushing her into it or anything. He's like, I just want to do this. And, like, I do all these things really well. Like, I make great Darjeeling That was what I was going to <laughs> He's, like, he... Sorry, we're going to squeal about this one because it's definitely one of our favorites on the yeah. whole um, track. But um, he's, like, trying to, like, persuade her by saying, like, you know, he'll make her pancakes in the morning. And, yeah. you know, he cleaned his room and he washed his sheets and he put potpourri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> autumn potpourri. But yes, the best line is, I make a great Darjeeling tea. Yeah. And I I don't know why that's just in there, but it's so funny. But yeah, I really, I, it took me a minute to like the song because when I first heard it, we're baking and I don't even know what step I was in in the process. And so like the very first part happened, I'm like, hold on, did he just say that? And then I had to like stop what I was doing and pay attention because there were so many things that I thought I was missing when I was listening to it. Because the whole time, like, Adam's like, I want you, like, we should do this, we should do this. And Sam's like, I don't know what I should do. Yeah. Same. (laughs) (laughs) So right before the proposal, in between the proposal and simple as that, we get a, do you think it's going to bite? And so Kelly is obviously talking about him and mm-hmm. it. And so yeah. that's that's where do you think it's going to bite comes from. And it will still keep popping up in, like, right. situations. Um, but it's just as funny when you get to the proposal and you're like, oh, that's what that's she's talking about. What's going on? Okay. It kind of is just like a light bulb moment. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. So the next song is There Was a Party. I love this song. (laughs) This song, musically, this one and the next one, I think, are musically my favorite. Is it that, like, driving, like, downbeat? You feel it. In your chest. Yeah, in your heart. It's just, like, dun, dun, dun. You can, it's, when I, when we were listening to it the first time, I'm, like, I love this. Like, the musical part of this is Mm -hmm. amazing. Like, I could listen to it without the words, and I would love it. But it's essentially, they're talking about, um, they visited 
the only college that they both got into. And there was a party. Yep. And Kelly's, like, off with a TA. Yeah. And doing whatever Kelly's doing. And Sam's like, nope, I can't I can't handle this. Like, she gets overwhelmed and, like, leaves. Mm-hmm. And is trying to figure out, like, if Sam, if Ke- where Kelly is, if she's going to come with her and, like, all that kind of stuff. But, like I said, the musicality is what I focus on a lot more in this song. It's just, oh, I love it. This is definitely one of the first songs where you start to get the emotion um it makes me like a little teary-eyed like as soon as it starts Mm -hmm. and really nothing happens in this song i thought it was gonna lead to something um because the first time through listening to the song i thought kelly committed suicide like we find we find out that like you know she got hit by a car and even though they said it in top 10 ways i wasn't sure i thought you know well we'll get we'll get there later when we get to yellow suv um but so I, during this whole song, I was like, oh my God, she's going to walk in and she's getting like assaulted because this song is yeah. so intense. You guys, yeah, I, I thought, thought something it. happened to Samantha at the party, but it's just, it's about the deteriorate. You're starting to see the cracks in their friendship is mm-hmm. really what is so like sad about this song, but it is so intense and so serious that you're like, what happened at this party? Yeah. I, I thought that something like that they were going to have this big blow up fight like that was going to be it and then kelly died and they didn't get to resolve it that's what i thought Mm -hmm. when this first happened which is not the case but like megan said it's very like you start to see that it's not the perfect relationship that you know you and your best friend everybody you when you and your best friend are like out together with people and that kind of thing, everybody sees it as like this perfect relationship because you're best friends. Like, how could anything ever go wrong? And this song shows that it's not, things don't always go perfectly. Like, there are definitely, there are cracks in everyone's relationship, not, you know. So, sorry, I just got like real deep right there. <laughs> See, I think that they don't resolve it. I think that, because you'll, in the next song, you'll see that, you know, they, get into they do get into a fight Mm -hmm. and i i think that they don't resolve it and i think that that's what samantha is struggling with the most is that i think this is the moment where they you know they don't get into a well we're gonna talk about it more during mad ones but Mm -hmm. um i i which we could start talking about now i mean they go yeah we could right into they do they're they're made to like fit together Mm -hmm. um and i really i think um because, you know, the whole premise of Mad Ones is that, you know, if we're going to go, we got to go tonight. We're, if we're going to take off and we're going to run away, we got to go. And yeah. Samantha's like, no, this isn't who I am. I don't run away. And Kelly's like, I need I need to go. If we're going to go, I have to go. And I think, you know, Kelly's terrified that she's not going to get into the schools that Samantha gets into. And Samantha's scared to, to leave. She doesn't want to leave Kelly and go out and be on her own. But I think, you know, this is the point and there was a party that leads into this where they're starting to break apart and they're coming to that point in their relationship where they're like, not everybody that you grow up with is meant to be your best friend forever. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think of Mad sense. Ones? Yeah. I love Mad Ones Me too. too. It's so it, good. Again, the music in this one, I, I could just listen to it just by itself. The musicality of it, it hits you. And especially because – 
Sam talks a lot about like how Kelly is like she's and it's cool because she's describing like how Kelly is and the music changes with how she describes her. Mm -hmm. She's like she's like the driving force and then like the beat gets harder and like it hits you more and that kind of stuff. And I I really like it when songs do that. It makes it makes my heart happy even though this song does not make my heart happy. I have mixed feelings about it because I really love it. So it makes my heart happy because of that. But like, it mm-hmm. also, it makes me sad because they, they are fighting. Like this is, yeah. a, this, they are fighting in this song. Yeah. There's, um, they get to a point and it's like, if we're going to go, we're going to do it now. And Sam's like, wait, who's going to, who's going to pay our cell phone bill? Who's going to do this? And Kelly's like, you know what? Whatever. And she breaks the cell phone. She throws it away. And all of a sudden and Sam's like, you can't do that. You can't just leave. And Kelly's like, let's just go and i can see i can definitely see like where kelly is coming from in this one like she's terrified that sam's gonna leave her Mm -hmm. and they're not gonna be together and sam's like i don't want to leave but i can see kelly because i've been there like i've been at thing where it's like you know what we have let's just go let's just we don't have to worry about the future or anything let's just go right now and we'll figure it out later Mm -hmm. So I really, I really, really connect with Kelly in this song a lot. Um, and I'm never going to stop talking about this music. <laughs> it's so good, especially in, in these two songs. It's just... You guys have to listen to this. At least, I mean, you should listen to the whole thing. You really should to get the whole the whole story. But if you want the musicality of it, listen to these two songs. How do you feel about it? About Mad Ones? <laughs> I just keep going back to the thing about Mad Ones that is so powerful to me is when they get down when they get to the Who Let Down Who showdown mm-hmm. and and they're really just like having it out cuz you know Sam says, you know, obviously the whole thing went south as usual Kelly's only plan was running her mouth and then Kelly just comes at her. She's like, "Yeah, but who let down who?" And I just yeah. it it exactly what you said is like you know samantha is afraid to leave but no she has to and kelly is afraid of getting left and it's Mm -hmm. very much like who let down who and at the who let down who it's present day sam and memory kelly that are like kelly from the beginning it's not like sam and and kelly at the party it's this is like present sam and then dead kelly fighting yeah so like sam's having this argument with herself pretty much right and it, yeah, that part, that part gets me every time. I put it when I was doing one of those Instagram story thing, story things. I put that as the song and like that portion of the song on my story. I'm like, this is the most important part that everybody has to hear. I did the beginning because I love the whole like, tell me the part about the mad ones. Yeah. And it's Salinger, right? Yeah. She's quoting Salinger. Mm-hmm. All right. The next song is I Know My Girl. I also kind of skip this one sometimes. <laughs> this isn't your favorite one? You love the cookie part. <laughs> <laughs> There's this really, I call it a really obnoxious part with Kelly's mom, or Kelly's mom, Sam's mom. Yeah. And Sam's mom was just trying to get her to like talk to her because they were best friends. And now, and her mom knows that something's wrong and she's not talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so her mom just goes, I have cookies. And it's just, 
it happens so often. I'm like, can we just not? I don't know why I don't like it that much. I re- It's just... It's just not my favorite. It's because you're an empath and it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she's being real awkward. Because she's trying to like, she's, at one point she's like convinced, she's trying to figure out what's going on with Sam. The whole like purpose of mm-hmm. this song is that, you know, she knows Samantha and she knows that there's something wrong and she can't figure out what it is. And she's pretty sure that she thinks Sam's pregnant, which she's yeah. not because she hasn't slept with Adam yet. Right. But <laughs> her mom is like literally at, the point, at one point she's like, do you need to go into the CVS for something? Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes and talks to Adam and she's like, you talk to her and tell yeah. me what she says. Yeah. And she offers Adam. She's like bribing Adam, Sam, and Kelly with cookies to somebody <laughs> needs to tell her what's going on. Yeah. So it's like, it's important to the story. You need to listen to it at, like once or twice, but mm. it's, you know, it's definitely not a it's banger. Not, no. <laughs> It's not one that I sing. It's not one that I'm super obsessed with the music. It's just I know what it's about, and I've got it. I don't need to listen to it anymore. (laughs) The next one is Miles to Go. This song had to grow on me. I love it. So I... I'm not a huge fan of Sam's mom to begin with. Like, I skip. My mom is a statistician. I skip. I know my girl. Like, she's not my favorite. Um, So this one, I would skip. I used to skip it almost every time. And now I I think about it a little bit more when I listen to it. It's definitely – it's growing on me every time I listen to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't – I don't really have a lot to say about it because I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Sure. So this song is – it's mostly about Sam's mom growing up in a time where – it wasn't okay to be an independent woman, mm-hmm. you know, and now she's worried about Sam and going off to school. And even though she's in like a different time, she's, she's, you know, it's not as okay to not have a plan as it is for a man to not have a plan. And so she's, you know, she's seeing a lot of herself and Samantha at this point. And she's still freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on with her. But really at this point, it's, it's just kind of about, not wanting Sam to be disappointed in the woman that she becomes. Because I think her mom is a little bit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, I really want to hear Jessica Bahoma sing this song. <laughs> Real bad. Yes. Please. <laughs> it would Just, sound so good. Can you please do that for us? <laughs> yes. Okay. The next one is Say the Word. And I know you're going to gush. I can see it on your face. <laughs> I love Say the Word. I want to sing it for everything all the time. Same. All the time. It's it's so pretty. And it's Sam and Adam. Mostly Sam. Um, but they just... I'm kind of a psycho. And when I listen to songs, I also choreograph them in my head. And I have a... I have beautiful choreography for this song, so I need to, like, have someone perform it. I don't care when or where or how. I just – it needs to happen. But it just – it makes my heart so happy. Mm -hmm. So Say the Word is Sam finally coming to terms with, you know, the fact that if Adam asks her to stay or to go with him wherever he goes, she's going to go. But she needs mm-hmm. him to say it. To say it. And she's, you know, yeah. coming to terms with the fact that, you know, she's in love with him and 
and it's scary because it's first love and all that stuff. And of course, you know, at the end, she's going to sleep with him. Yeah. But it's very much just like she she knows what she wants, but mm-hmm. she needs to know that he wants it too. Mm-hmm. And not just not just them sleeping together, but just like being together in a relationship. And be, And she's like, if you tell me, I'm going to do it. Like, I just, I need to hear it. I need you to say it. And it just, it's so pretty. And I think the thing about this song that is, makes it important to the show, other than like, you know, it's the romance, is I think this is the point when she officially picks Adam over Kelly. Because mm-hmm. you're, we're gonna have a. There's another song between this one and Go Tonight, um, but Go Tonight picks up after Say the Word, because yeah. or after, um, yeah, yeah, a, no, after Say the Word, it does pick up after Say the Word. I was my brain wasn't functioning, so moving on is between them. But that's because at the end of Say the Word, the phone starts ringing. Yeah, and she doesn't want to answer the phone because answering the phone is her getting the phone call that Kelly is dead. Right. So while, you know, while she was spending the night with Adam, her best friend was dying. <laughs> yeah. So when when Sam gets to this point in the story, she, she has a little bit of a freak out, mm-hmm. which leads us into moving on, which is Kelly kind of coming in to save, memory Kelly coming in to save the day and, right. you know, saying, hey, let's just pretend like this never happened. And yeah, she's like, still alive. Don't answer the phone. Yeah. So let's talk so, about moving on. Yeah, since we're already kind of yeah. in there. So it's again like the phone's ringing. Kelly's like, you know what? If you don't answer that, I'm still alive. Yeah. And I, I used to skip this song, but now I don't. Kind of long. <laughs> yeah, it's long, and there's some weird things that ha- I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, but it's a good song. But it's very, it's just kind of in the point of where you're at. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Where I am at, like emotionally, I guess I would say, after like the mad ones and miles to go and say the word, then moving on like pulls you out of it mm-hmm. so fast that it's, it's jarring. And you're like, hold on. And it takes you a second to, like, figure out what's going on and, mm-hmm. like, get your emotions back together. And so I – and I don't like it when shows do that. Mm-hmm. I know it's a thing, but I don't like it because when I'm when I'm in my feels, I want to be in my feels. <laughs> Completely agree. And I think that that's why I skip it, too. And it's fun. It's a fun little number, mm-hmm. and it's a happy little, you know, what would have happened if Kelly would have lived. But it's long. And it's kind of pointless, like, because yeah, it's, you know, it it's not real. Which I guess a lot of this isn't real, but this one the most isn't, like, right. It's, 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 it's the what if song. Yes, for sure. It's the what if song. And I tend to not like those. I'm like, I don't care what could have happened. I want to know what happened. <laughs> for sure. Do you have anything else to say about this song? No. Okay. The next song is Go Tonight. And it is a, I don't want to say a pair. It is a sister, not a twin 
to the mad ones. Right. Because, again, it's Kelly and Sam fighting. And it's like, if we're going to do anything, if we're going to do something drastic, if we're going to do something that we're not comfortable with, we have to do it now. Like, if we're going to go, we're going to go. Right. It's the same music, though. It is the Mm -hmm. same melody. It changes. The, the, like, B parts of both of the songs are different, but, like, the beginning is the same. Mm-hmm. So, the thing about, for me, for Go Tonight, is it's, it's, no, I almost said Kelly. It is Sam kind of coming to terms with what happened to Kelly. Because she, you know, she's. See, I'm not there yet. You don't think so at the end of Go Tonight? When she's no. having the whole, like. What do you take from that? I think it's still like I think it's more it's just more of the the how they're feeling in like how each of them is feeling in the different not in the different in their different like feels like how Sam feels and how Kelly feels and it's not like Sam hasn't she hasn't come to terms with that yet. She that doesn't happen until little while for me anyway i don't know see for me when she gets to the so i sit in the vacuum you left behind and i sift through each phrase for an ember for a spark that will light because i can't rewind it and i and i unravel until i remember sitting on the roof of your beat-up car i was your orbit and you were my star like to me that's like her like taking it all in and like starting to like begin to process it I guess I can see that. I just never thought of it. I thought it was more like I don't want to come to terms with it. So I'm going to keep staying back here in in this memory. So I'm going to keep staying in these memories and that kind of thing. And we're just not going to keep – we're not going to move forward. Interesting. That's how I felt. So the next song is Yellow SUV. Yellow SUV is, it's a song that I listen to when I want to listen to it. Interesting. I don't, like, if I'm going through the whole, like, set list and there are songs that I definitely skip and songs that I don't, Yellow SUV is definitely, I have to be in the right mood for it. I have to be, like paying attention and being like in my emotions for this song otherwise i'm just kind of like meh Mm -hmm. so it just it just depends um yellow suv kind of this is where sam's like so this is what happened to kelly Mm -hmm. like obviously we get it in top 10 ways but this is this is what's happening and sam's trying to like figure it out she's like well if the yellow SUV sees her and she uses – because her mom's a statistician, so she mm-hmm. gets all of the math and that kind of thing, and it's easy for her. And so she's doing the math, and she's like, well, if she's walking this fast, if the car's going this fast and they see her at this, you know, distance away and that kind of thing, is she still going to die? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end – closer to the end, and it's like, well, yes, but if she didn't, you know, if she had looked up, what would have happened? If she had did this – done this what would have happened yeah i definitely think she's this is her trying to figure out 
it's her trying to process whether it was an accident or not for sure. Yeah. Um, it's like, did, did Kelly step off and, and on purpose mm-hmm. or was she just not paying attention? Yeah. Or, you know, was the driver, I think she even says like the driver could have been drunk or was like, mm-hmm. or sleep deprived or, you know, she's making, she's trying to make excuses for Kelly while still, you know, trying to gripple with the idea that she might have done it on purpose. Right. Grapple. So that's it. <laughs> it's definitely a hard one to listen to if you're not in the right like mindset i think i i agree and it's she talks it it's not it's mm-hmm. all spoken it's spoken word it's not it's not a song song and it's, it's short but it's right. definitely like it's gonna make you sad she's sad mm-hmm. and it's it's all about you know it's the death song like it's all about kelly dying yeah. so and it's and, not happy death songs no it's not like songs. top 10 ways run away with me we both are obsessed with this song yes (laughs) so this song is this song is just adam it's only adam and it's him basically it's his answer to say the word Mm -hmm. i think i 100 percent agree so this whole time like sam was like i need i need you to tell me and Adam's like, okay, like, I'm going to tell you, like, run away. Let's go. Mm-hmm. He's basically taking over the role of Kelly without being Kelly. He's like, okay, you, you want to do, then let's go. Mm-hmm. We're going to go. Like, I don't, I don't have all these plans for us and that kind of thing. I just want to be you and I together mm-hmm. somewhere else. And that she's ready. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's my favorite part is, you know, the Sam, you're ready. Let's go. Like, yeah, he's like, you told me. You want to do this. Let's right. do this. And I love all yeah. the references to the, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Um, and Jack Kerouac. Yeah, Jack Kerouac. It's very literary. It, like, it, like, mm-hmm. speaks to my hipster heart. Like, it is the perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect song to either propose to somebody or to sing it at a wedding. And my husband was like, nah. <laughs> it's fine because I sing it to you all you the time. <laughs> it's fine. It's because we're going to get married and I'm going to leave Matt yeah. for you. It'll be fine. That's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I love to sing this song. I am I'm very much not like an alto and I sing this song, this men song Same. all the time. <laughs> I just it's it's because I can belt it without hurting myself. And it's just fun. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's a low belt. It's you know, it's got some real sustained notes in there that are, you know, they're fun. It's nice vowels. You know, you're not like in your nose or like in the back of your throat. Yeah. Like, and it's sweet. It's like it's so sweet. I love it. I need someone to sing it to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I have a lot of feelings about what I think people should do for me. Same. <laughs> because I'm like, I would do this for you. So I need you to do it for me. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but, and also all of, the boys that sing it on youtube i love watching all of them there's one time where megan and i were looking up the videos and we watched like four or five mm-hmm. just different people singing this song and we're like this is fine <laughs> we can just listen to this over and over again highly recommend the jeremy jordan one because he gets like mm-hmm. a quarter of the way into the song and he has to stop and start over 
So when he gets into the, I'm sweating, he like lifts up his arm and you can see that he's sweating, which sounds really gross, but it's really endearing in the moment. It is. And the Aaron debate one. That one's, he just, and he like picks somebody and just stares at that. Like, it's so intent and sincere. I'm like. And you can pretend it's you. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) The next song is Drive. This one is not my favorite. Like I said before, I kind of end after Runaway With Me just because it's such a good one to end on. Me too. (laughs) But this is where Sam finally, she takes her driver's test again. Mm -hmm. And you like, you hear her like starting to take it and and what she's thinking during the test. And then, I mean, at the end she passes. Right. Yay, Sam. She passes the test. Um, but she kind of – she has a little bit of a memory swirl again. Um, but it it's long, and I, I feel like it's unnecessarily long. Like, there's just a lot in there that I don't think is super necessary. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like it should be shorter, and I didn't say goodbye should be longer. Um, I agree. But, yeah, I like it. I like – any time where they have everybody singing at the same time and um, they're all singing different things I like. I like that, like, mm-hmm. craziness, especially because the harmonies in this are just out of this world. And I think it's poignant yeah. and sweet. Um, and, you know... Well, s- go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. I, I was going to say, and, you know, at this point, like, Sam is making moves forward. And I think that that's important. And we're seeing her, like, you know... So we're like, okay, so she did pass. So when she's sitting in her car at the beginning, like, with keys in her hand, at least we know she's a licensed driver. Right. <laughs> Unlike Cher Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> but I I also, I do like that this song kind of brings in a lot of the other songs. Like, um, part of I Know My Girl and Miles to Go mm-hmm. and Run Away With Me. And they're all in there. And Sam's like, at, she gets to a point and she's like, I need everybody to stop and let me make this decision and let me do this on my own. She's finally decided I'm going to do, I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to be the independent one and I'm going to do it. So I do like that. Like the very end, I think is my favorite part of the song. Agree. I completely agree with everything you just said. The next song is called, I didn't say goodbye. And I forgot how much I really do like this song, but it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the reason I started skipping it is because I did not want to feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't want to feel them. I don't like to feel them. (laughs) But they're, they're good. Like, it, it hits Mm you. Um, but this is just Sam and Kelly and they talk for a good majority of it majority of it and kelly's basically just like you you just passed your driver's test so you can do this like without me like you have to but you can do it without me and sam's like nope can't do it but then eventually she gets to the part and she's like i guess i have to like and, I mean, the very last line of the song is, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. And it's Sam just finally, like, 
all right, like I'm, I've accepted what's happened and I just, I have to move on and I have to, I have to be more like Kelly. Like I have to bring myself and Kelly together. Um, I agree. I think that this is the moment where she makes peace with it. I think that what I was trying to say in Go Tonight is at that point she is realizing that she has to make peace with it, but she hasn't yet. Like she's like, she's sitting on the car and she's like, okay, this is real. This happened. This is real. I, you know, I can't live in this memory jumble swirl forever. So I think at the end of Go Tonight, she's, you know, she's starting to buckle down. And then by here, she's at peace, which she has to be. It's the end of the show. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I think that, so whereas, like, at the end of Go Tonight, I feel like she's she's starting to be like, this is real. I have to, you know, I have to move on. And by the end of this song, she's, you know, she's taking the step forward. She's, you know, metaphorically, like, turning the key and driving away. That that makes sense. I guess I can kind of get I can kind of get there now. Um but I just this I mean part of the song that hits me like the most is when um Sam goes I didn't I didn't say goodbye and Kelly goes sometimes you don't get to say goodbye. Yeah. That's hard for sure. Like because I mean we know that they didn't Right. It was just like they were, you know, in a fight and that kind of thing. And they just didn't get to reconcile. They didn't get to do that kind of thing. So. And she's obviously still holding on to that. Mm -hmm. So she's still, you know, ruminating in the fact that they ended on, you know, their friendship ended on such poor terms and to sam it's like their friendship isn't over but she doesn't get to fix it yeah you know yeah fixing i like to fix things yeah like it's very hard to like leave something broken i know that sounds weird but it's hard to leave like a relationship or something where you're like i i can't just let it go Mm-hmm. And TJ can very much attest to that. He tells me all the time to just let it go. <laughs> He's like, you just have to. I'm like, can't, can't. do it. I am not Elsa. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am Anna. I can't let these things go. <laughs> Gotta do the next right thing. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> also a very emotional song. <sighs> so then. Okay. I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to say. No. The last song of the show is called Remember This. I like this one because I think it wraps things up very nicely with like a little bow because it brings things from other songs and it has all four of them in it and that kind of thing. And it's very much just, I kind of view it as a little bit of two different things. Like, Sam's valedictorian speech as well as like Kelly's eulogy Mm -hmm. and it's very much just like you can remember these things but not not fall into that memory swirl and that like harder part of everything like you can remember it and still be happy about it because they're good memories Mm -hmm. for the most you know most of the memories that Kelly and Sam that Sam has with Kelly are good 
and they're fun and they're happy. And so that's what you have to remember. You don't have to worry as much about the unfinished, you know, the fight and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a little um, extra. I like the end of I Never Got to Say Goodbye. I think the, like, sentiment of Sam moving on is perfect. Um, yeah. But I like to leave the audience with, you know, you come up with your own, what do you think she did next? And granted, remember, this doesn't really clarifying anything for you. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that's part of the problem, too, is it's just a revamp of a lot of the songs that we've already had. And we just did that in Drive. So to me, I'm kind of like, it's pretty. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, it, I don't know. Something about the melody doesn't seem to fit with the rest of the show. And I think that that's intentional. Don't get me wrong. I think that, yeah. especially because she's, I think, you know, we established that by the end of I Never, I Never Got to Say Goodbye, she's, you know, she's, she's putting herself back together. Yeah. Um. So, you know, this different, like, happier sounding song you know closes the show and it's a nice like right. feel good song but it, it to me it feels like it was stuck in there because somebody you know somebody in a focus group said you need a happy bow song at the end that's me i'm in the focus <laughs> group i'm the one who said that i'm the, I'm the happy bow song so like, well sorry no you go. no go because i'm gonna change topics so go okay so i I could take drive out of the entire show and just be done and not ever listen to it and take remember this because I, I like the things that I listen to and the things that I watch to have that ending and that whether it be happy or sad or whatever, I need to have a finished product because I, this is going to get a little bit deeper, but I have I have such anxiety about my own future and my own life that I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. that I need to know that it turned out okay for somebody else. That's fair. Like, I know it's just a show and it's not real life, but for somebody, this is real life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happened. And so I need, like, I need to have the finished tied up in a bow thing. I need to have that. Mm-hmm. when I When I get this emotional with something, because... I, this gets really emotional for me too. And so when I get there, I need to have something that's going to bring my emotions back to normal. Yeah. And that's what Remember This does. And I think the very end when all four are singing together and they have the dissonance and sometimes, oh, you so know, har- oh, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really like Remember This. Yeah. I think that thing- it doesn't bother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think the thing for me is I think I get the closure at the end of I didn't get to say goodbye, whereas it seems like you didn't you don't get the closure until you get through remember this. Yeah. So. I don't. It's like seems like I'm moving on. It's like, well, what is she what what hap- what happens? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> so, it sounds to me like you think she gave the Victorian speech and that she cuz I don't think she did. I don't know if she did or not. Well, she says... Go ahead. I just... It, like I said, it could... It's one of two things, I feel like. Yeah. It's... It could have been that she did do the valedictorian speech or whatever. Or, you know, Kelly's eulogy or something. But this is her, like, saying... 
to whomever it is, mm-hmm. you know, what I had said before, like you can, you can remember, you can have these memories and have these good times that you have with these people, but remember the good stuff. Don't remember the fight and the mm-hmm. unfinished business. Remember the happy stuff. I like it. Um, the only reason I don't think she gives the speech is because I, in Mad One, she says, I was going to graduate first. Doesn't mm-hmm. say I graduated first. So I I always took that as after Kelly, she fell apart and she kind of like, yeah. I don't think she like failed out of school by any means, but I think she, she didn't get to graduate as Val Victorian. I think she, yeah, dropped a couple yeah. places. Yeah. So, we know you like it. Yes, <laughs> you, I love it. <laughs> you opened with I I like it. So, I think, yes. do you have anything else to say? How about that? Any closing words about Mad Ones? I definitely think that if you haven't listened to this, if we haven't convinced you to listen to it yet, you should. Um, let us know whether you did or did not and how you felt about it because I really want to know. I showed it to a couple people. My mom's I talk about it all the time to my mom and she still has no idea how like what it is. She hasn't listened to it yet. Rude. <laughs> but I it's it's different. It's not a musical theater y it's very poppy. Yeah. And so I think I think people will like it and I really, really like it and I'm very thankful for Megan for showing <laughs> it to me. Like very much so. And I'll put links in the show notes to listen to it. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. So if you have either of those subscriptions, you can listen to it for free. So Megan, what do you like this week? This week I like Jessica Braun's weekly vlogs that she's doing. Since we are all quarantined, she has started um, doing weekly vlogs and putting them them up on Sundays. And they're just cute little snippets of her family's life um, throughout the week, what they're making for dinner, what they're doing. It's just fun to, like, get a little glimpse into other people's lives. makes you feel like you're hanging out with people even when you're not, you know. It's kind of warm and fuzzy. I think her husband is actually putting them on his channel now because she was trying to do too much during the week. (laughs) But I will leave a link to her and her husband's channels below hey Jacqueline what do you like this week I I've been really stressed with work this week so I have decided started last week actually but I have decided to rewatch how I met your mother and so I've just been watching that anytime that I'm like sitting at home and decompressing or whatever so that's what I like if you haven't watched it, you're definitely missing out. Agree. I love how I met your mother. So you can follow the podcast at like this pod on Instagram. You can also follow me personally at princess underscore Jack, which is J-A-C-Q. And you can follow me at louder than words, uh, L-O-W-D-E-R. You can also follow the podcast at like this pod, un- like this underscore pod on Twitter or search I think you're going to like this podcast on Facebook. And we have the podcast. It's officially set up 
on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on our website, Mm -hmm. which we will link to all of you in our show notes. So thank you guys for listening and share with us what you like this week.